the free for all roundtable round two on round two today let's say good morning to deb hutton former advisor to two premiers michelle morrow is a music teacher and a people's voice award winner bob richardson senior counsel at national public relations uh, i don't know if you guys had a chance to hear the young feller i was just interviewing and had any impressions you might have been busy getting ready for the segment was anybody listening to mayor mayor I heard part of it. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, the line that really irritated me, John, was this mayor thing has given me a platform and my platform. And it's like, come on, buddy, this is a serious race. If you want to encourage young people to vote, which is fantastic, this isn't the way to do it. Like, it just makes a mockery of our mayor's race. And the fact that we have 50 people in this race, somebody needs to say, uh, maybe... We need to tighten up the rules for who can run for mayor a little bit more than 200 bucks in your pocket and a handful of signatures. You know, it's funny. You're, you're on the same, yeah, you're on the same page as uh, Scott Reed, and you both have sort of similar profiles in terms of having been political advisors and strategists. So people in the biz don't like the people who are trying to rock the biz. Uh, Bob, did you want to get in on this? Well, look, we tell people this is a serious election. you got to come out and vote and take this seriously. And then we allow every Tom, Dick, and Harry to be able to sign up with $200 to be a candidate. And we hand them a ballot with 50 names on it. And you wonder why people get uh, annoyed at politics. I think the guy should be involved. I think it's great that he's interested in civics. But uh, running for mayor isn't a you know, a dilettante civics project before you go on your gap year. Uh, it's it's an important job, and it should be treated like an important job. Sorry, not with the guy on this one. Okay. Well, Michelle, he did mention uh, the rhinos, who I think are now extinct, but they used to deliberately try to introduce laughter into leaders' debates and other affairs, and they had ridiculous platforms. The sad thing is most of them weren't particularly funny, but there there may be room for comedy in politics. Absolutely. I do think we need a little bit of levity at times. But this makes me think of um, Parks and Rec when Ben Wyatt ran for mayor, but then actually got the job. Um, He seems to really have a knowledge for politics and he seems to be trying to bring the levity into it. But I think I go exactly with what Deb said. This shows us that we need to perhaps restrict or make um, make it a little more onerous to run for mayor. But to be honest, he's probably not the only Joe candidate. He's the only one who's actually coming out and saying it. I mean, actually, off the air, Jerry said he's probably not going to finish 50th. So, you know, (laughs) how's this all going to shake out? Um, A new poll out finds, and you can question the poll if you want to. Bob Richardson, I'll start with you, that Canadians are not that incensed by this federal worker strike. And as a matter of fact, 39% endorse their demands, 37% oppose. But I think most intriguingly, 55% of Canadians support their push for working more from home which I suspect is because people hope that that is becoming the model. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, highly suspicious of this poll, I, I will say. And I used to work at Angus Reed and I like them. So I'm not uh, I'm not disparaging them, but I'd love to see the methodology on it. I think people are supportive of workers on the inflation side. I have yet to meet somebody who thinks public sector workers should willy nilly be allowed to work from home. 
there's very little accountability there. Um, and I think uh, there's uh, a lot of people out there who uh, are concerned about that. And that's something I think the federal government needs to keep in mind. Okay, well, Michelle Morrow, you can't be a fisheries and oceans inspector from your kitchen table, but there are an awful lot of things you could probably do at home. And if they monitor your productivity through a computer and what you submit to the office, then you know we can keep track. Absolutely. I'm a I'm a big supporter of working from home, but I feel like this needs a bit more specificity as to what the government decides is a you are able to do from home. Like, are we going to be cutting back on people who, for me, this is a big deal for passports. We are planning a trip and luckily I got my passports between the last uh, when the shutdown happened with COVID and the strike started. So I'm really lucky, but I'm sure there's people who are panicking. And if we have less staff in the offices, it's going to make all the lines longer, which doesn't bode well for anyone, I don't think. Okay. Deb Hutton, your thoughts? Oh, I've got lots on this one, John. (laughs) Here's the thing. We all know it is cheaper to work from home. Transit costs, your clothes, your food. And in many cases, the part that irritates me the most, people don't do after school care. If they've got kids in that sort of, you know, six or seven to, to 10 or 11 age, they no longer pay for after school care. They save a bundle. That's on the one side. And on the other side, these folks think they deserve, and it's not 13.5%. It's way more than that. It's 4.5% on top of 4.5% on top of 4.5%. So you don't get to work from home, entrench it in your union contract, which means it will never, ever go backwards, and get to ask for you know, mid to high double digit increases from other taxpayers. That's just not on for me. Okay, Deb, let me start with you on this next one. Uh, Rogers hired a former liberal industry minister to become a senior officer. It's Navdeep Baines, who was uh, very well liked in politics, but left probably so he could get the big six figure salary. Well, it's not like he wasn't getting a six figure salary in parliament. But anyway, um, but is it problematic for him two years after he was the industry minister to be working for a cell phone provider? So we have rules. He's met those rules. If we don't like the rules, we can work to change them, but he's met the rules. So is it problematic for him? Absolutely not. I don't believe this is a big deal. However, I think it's dumb on the part of Rogers to do this because we're now all talking about it. But from Navdeep Bain's perspective, he followed the rules. Presumably, he'll continue to follow the rules. If he doesn't, that's a different issue. I just think it wasn't very smart of Rogers. Yeah, Bob Richardson, I have to think if the shoe was on the other foot, we'd have the same situation where conservatives would be saying, what's wrong with a former cabinet minister going to work for money? And uh, the liberals saying, you can't do that. uh, It's unfair. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much with Deb on this one. Uh, He's clearly followed the rules. And I think there's a five year lobbying ban that would still cover him um, uh, with with some rules in place. Look, this guy was in Parliament for 17 years. Um, He's also worked on the outside. He's been a prophet Ryerson. And I think he's an accountant by trade. And he and he just finished being a, a vice chair of the CIBC. So he's done other things in his life. It's not like he's fallen out of the parliament buildings right into the the offices at Rogers and he has met the criteria. I think uh, I think it's fairly straightforward. But as Deb said, if people are uncomfortable with the rules, then we should take another look at them. Okay, I want to cover a few other files, actually, and I'll start with Michelle Morrow. I don't know if you heard the provincial environment minister make his case for this new provincial park, but environmentalists are insisting, great, a new provincial park, we love it, but that doesn't make up for all the damage that we're doing with the construction of the 413 and taking land out of the Greenbelt. 
Yeah, one kind of doesn't uh, cross out the other. I'm excited to see like what they're actually planning. And if it if it'll actually come to fruition, it's really easy to say, hey, we're going to do this. And then it takes like 20 years. And who knows if the next sitting parliament group will turn it down or not. Um, one thing I did find really frustrating was that Throughout the entire in, in throughout the entire interview, he kept on saying, "Well, you know, we've done this when the last government did that." I really wish politicians would realize that it's it's not going to get you anywhere to keep comparing yourself to the past government. For me, I find that so frustrating. If my kid has to compare himself to someone else to make himself look good, then that's not going to work, and it doesn't work for my politicians either. Yeah, I do find it an annoying practice because just because you're doing more of something doesn't mean what you're doing is the right thing to do. But Bob Richardson, exactly. Yeah, Bob Richardson, your thoughts. Yeah, look, I, I don't see it as a trade-off at all. If the 413 makes sense to do ecologically and uh, economically and, you know, from an environmental perspective, that's one thing. Uh, just because you're going ahead and putting a trail in Uxbridge, that doesn't give you the right to, you know, plow down a whole other area unless unless you're following the rules and doing things properly. So, that you know, that would be my view on it. Um, I'm glad that they're doing this and now. Oxbridge, good for Dave uh, Piccinini for doing it, but uh, it doesn't have any effect on my views as it relates to 413. Yeah, Deb Hutton, I've been trying to get an impression of exactly where this is. Somebody sent me a map, but it was kind of hard to read. Uh, I guess my question is, if we're representing this, which the government isn't, but environmentalists are, as a land-for-land swap, are we getting the raw end of the... As Marilyn Monroe would say, are we getting the fuzzy end of the lollipop? (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's an image. Um, listen, I'm going to be partisan on this one. First of all, sometimes a park is just a park. And just because others say, oh, you can't do this and you're just trying to buy us off doesn't make it true. The second thing, and here's where I'm going to be partisan, conservatives get no credit for conservation and environmental initiatives. Mike Harris protected millions and millions and millions of parkland, including protection of the Oak Ridge's moraine, and got squat in the way of uh, thanks for it, quite frankly, or credit for it. So let's all embrace it. Let's pretend it's the liberals who introduced this and say, yay, a new park in Ontario. Okay. Well, the one exception to that assertion, though, would be Brian Mulroney, who is to this day being honored as a leading environmentalist. But I hear you. Uh, okay. So how friendly is Toronto? Bob? I think it is is a friendly city and I, I i read through this and i thought it meets those criteria pretty well uh i i thought the return by tourist number was really interesting and i think one of the reasons we're friendly really is the diversity in the city um and that communities have learned to work together so i think we should celebrate this and say good on us deb Hutton, i don't think we're a you know a moving population of uh, ebenezer scrooges but i also i've been in places in south of the mason dixon line that were friendlier yeah now part of that is is who you're actually uh, interfacing with and i do find that the hospitality industry in the united states is far friendlier than our hospitality industry that being said when it comes to neighborhoods i like we really are a city of neighborhoods which i find incredibly friendly whenever i have uh, friends who visit from small towns or small cities even and they go for a walk with me they're always shocked at how much we talk to the people we run into Okay, we're going to have to call it there because we're at a racetrack. But my thanks to Deb Hutton, Bob Richardson, and Michelle Morrow. Jerry Agar is going to be here moments from now. 
and uh, I've got to go uh, to the de the dentist. Can't wait for that. Then to Service Ontario. No slight on Service Ontario, but I wish I didn't have to go because I wish somebody hadn't stolen my plates. Okay, I will be in a much better mood tomorrow. I promise. Catch the roundtable round one at seven forty-five, round two at eight forty-five. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning News Talk ten ten Toronto.